Let's look at thinking about thinking itself. Essentially, a Muslim's thinking is directed towards an end in itself. There's a reason why we think as far as being a Muslim is concerned. And the Quran says, And to your Lord is the end of everything. To Allah is the goal of everything. And so the end is to recognize Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his oneness, in his essence. And the general concept of what we refer to as thinking or what we may be slanting towards in discussing today is the one that is found in Surah Al-Ra'd, chapter 13, verse 11, where Allah says, Inna Allah la yugayiru ma bikawmin, hatta yugayiru ma bi'anfusihim. Allah will not change the good condition of the people as long as they do not change their state of goodness themselves. Or sometimes Allah will not change the situation of people until they change what is in their hearts. So this, uh, with this, we, we may not be able to um, see everything about thinking. We just scratch things in the surface and we see how it relates to our personal life, what you think about Allah, what you think about others, what you think about yourself, what you think about your family, and possibly what people think about you. So let's break it down like that in that uh, form. Some people think, but they don't even know what they are thinking about. And some people think, but they only think of negative things. Some people think about things, and they think about people, but they don't think about themselves. And then, while some people think about things and people, they are waiting for other people to think for them. They don't think about themselves, and they don't think for themselves. The question also is, is it possible that some people don't even think at all? You'll be wondering, what do we mean by thinking? Yes, we'll be looking at that now. When we say some people don't think about themselves, they run away from looking at themselves. We call it introspection. They run away from thinking about what they may do in future, we call it imagination, or some of the things that may happen. All of these things of memory, imagination, retrospection, they are all some forms of descriptions of thinking. Fantasy is another description of some of the ways we think. Sometimes, to take it very, very far to the extreme, dreams are some of the ways we think in pictures when we are asleep. Nightmares are some representations or replications or insinuations or one form or the other of something that resembles a form of thinking that we do when we are asleep. Whether it is good thoughts, we say we have good dreams, or bad thoughts, we say we have bad dreams. Sometimes you are the one that transforms yourself into an external image and you end up talking to yourself in this, in, when you sleep and then we call it dream. It is possible that it is the chemical things happening in your brain and the jumping of electric currents in your brain tissues that actually are the ones talking to you. It is just activities of your synapses that are reflecting some things to you that you have seen, that you have heard, that you have observed, that you have thought about, or that you just fantasize about. These are theories. And so we ask, 
Are you thinking too much? What does it mean to think too much? Can somebody think too little? What do you mostly think about? As a matter of topic, as a matter of theme, have you noticed to see what do I think about mostly? And then, have you been monitoring your thoughts lately? In what language do you think? What language do you speak? And what language do you think? Can you control your thoughts as a person? Or do you have a particular time that you think? Or is it arbitrary? When in Salat, for instance, can you concentrate your thought on the Salat? Can you stop thinking about one thing and think only about what you want to think about? Let me give you an example. Let me tell you something I don't want you to think about. Don't think about this thing I want to tell you. There's a very big elephant and a small puppy dog that was barking at the elephant. But the elephant kept moving without even looking back. Did you think about elephant now? I thought I said don't think about what I want to tell you. Did you think about elephant and a small puppy dog right now? Confess. You just thought of it even when I said don't think about what I want to tell you now. Do you control your thoughts? Or your thoughts just happen? Is your thought alive on its own? Or you are the one that's in charge of your thoughts? Are you thinking or are you thought? Let me ask you another one. Do you fear what people would think about you? Right now, as we speak now, can you guess or imagine what somebody is thinking about you right now? Now, the person that is sitting beside you, what is the person thinking about you? Look at the person and imagine. Maybe you are thinking this person is as confused as I am about this thinking topic. I'm thinking that this person is also thinking about what is this thinking topic we are talking about. Then, do you think you are being misunderstood by people who think about you? Do they think accurately about you? And then what do you think about yourself? Who exactly do you think you are? Who do you think you are? If somebody asks, who do you think you are? Al-Hakbar. Assumptions is another way of describing some of the attributes of our thoughts. Is the whole of your life based on assumption? Are you ever sure about anything? Have you ever thought about something and it happened to be real or it happens to be true, it happens to be exact? Do you do guesswork about life, about things, or you actually think them and they happen to be the right thinking that you are having? The thinking and the thoughts you have now, are they true? Are they right? Are they false? Are you living life based on assumptions as a result of some deceptions that some people have passed into your mind? What do you perceive? What do you conceive? Are they because you have been deceived? There's something inside you that says you are supposed to be blessed. Do you think this is true? There's something inside you that tells you you can't do some things rightly. Do you believe these thoughts? There are some thinkings that happen in your head to the extent that you feel there's a voice in your head. Is this voice yours? Or is it another voice entirely that is speaking to you in your head? Somebody will say, I just told myself that so, so, and so. Or I just thought to myself that so, so, and so. Are you thinking now that there's actually an extra being apart from you that is inside your head telling you things? Hmm. So, from what you have observed now, 
from what you have observed about your life. Do you think your life is a playground or a battlefield? Do you think your life is real or it is just a dream? Do you think what you are experiencing is a reality or it is just in your head? It's your reality of what you are thinking in your head. Is it the same thing as what is outside of your head? Now, where is the difference between what is going on in your head and what's actually happening in the world around you? Is your head and your thought another universe on its own that is very difficult for somebody else to understand? Even you may not be able to understand it. Are you your mind or your mind is you? Are you a person that is making use of a mind or you are a mind that is making use of a body? Which exactly of these are you? And that's why I asked, what do you think you are? And who do you think you are? Do you actually think by yourself or someone else does the thinking for you? What I mean by that is, well, there's a statement that each of us has an angel, one on the right and the other one on the left. Or we have an angel by our right shoulders and we have Shaitan by the left. They say things into our heads. If it is true, if it is fair, if it is just, if it is righteous, that must be from an angel. If it is vile, if it is lie, if it is spurious, if it is not true, so to speak, if it is deceptive, then that is from Shaitan. Then we may call that Nazg. Five miles again, Shaitan in Nazgun. Faster is Billah. We call it Nazg. Or it is Wiswas. You are doubtful. You want to think of it this way, but another voice is telling you to do it that way, so you become confused. That's Wiswas. Min Sharil Waswas il Khanas. Alethi you was wisu fi sudurinas. The one that brings wiswas into the heart of mankind. Minal jinnatwanas. From amongst jinns and from among mankind. That means when you have wiswas, possibly a jinn is involved in interfering with the radio transmission of your brain. And then it is working on what you think on your line of thought. Or maybe it has hacked into your brain, and it is installing some things inside your brain through a particular kind of spiritual Bluetooth. How do you rate the voice in your head? Are you the one that is owner of that? Which exactly is your own voice now? When this voice comes from this way, another voice comes from that way. Which one particularly is your own voice? This voice in your head that you think it's your thinking, some people call it the muse, M-U-S-E, the muse. The muse is the experience that people are creative that they have, or when people are engrossed in the flow of their profession, of what they know how to do best. When they are in contact or in connection with the muse in them, and they are able to think up a thought that is not even common around them, that is superior to other thoughts around them, or that's different, totally different from the other thoughts around them, and they bring it out and we see the result, we say this, people, this person is a genius. The genius they talk about is from the word gene. That's how we say minerally, genati. It's from the word gene that they say a person is a genius. That means he's been assisted by a gene. Look at all of those people that they call geniuses. They are very weird in the way they think. And mostly it is their thoughts that distinguish them from the rest of us. So we say this person is a genius because there's a gene that's assisting him. And that gene is called a muse. For people who are into whatever profession you are in and you are excelling and you are able to create a pattern or a flow of thoughts that is not directly the same as what other persons think about, then we say you're a genius. Sometimes it is positive, sometimes it is negative. And some people even have ways of beating the system. I always use this language. 
they beat the system by taking a liquid gene into themselves or by taking gene into themselves in a liquid form. That kind of gene that people take in liquid form is called liquor. Liquor. Some other people call it spirit. What's the difference between gene and spirit? They call it some dry gene. I don't know if there's wet gene. When they drink these things, how do they behave? They begin to think in some ways that are not in line with the environment, maybe not in line with reality. They begin to say things, they begin to do things. They, they become extremely bold or they become extremely timid. And you see the way they think. You wonder, what are you thinking of? Somebody will just climb an electric pole and go and sit on top. Yes, because he has taken a liquid gene that they call spirit, and it comes in so many ways. Now, all of these things, which one, that means the mind or the thought process is so deep and so profound that some people can spend a whole lifetime thinking about thoughts, thinking about how we think, why we think the way we think, and what exactly do we think about if we think at all in the first place? Allah Akbar. Now let's break it down now. There are so many ways of understanding thinking. All these I was explaining are just like some of the descriptions of what thinking can be like. Now let's look for some examples or types of thinking. The word thinking is used in so many ways in every language that we need to specify now which version of it are we actually looking at? Which version of this thinking do you need to focus on, pay attention to, and see if that is going to influence the other aspects of thoughts that you have? There's a sort of thinking we do when we are trying to think where we left something. Maybe you forgot your key somewhere, and you are trying to remember. Sometimes you tilt your head to one side because you are trying to remember. Sometimes you look into the ceiling, you remember during exams, if you don't know the answer, you are writing exams and you are, you are to answer it. Then you start looking at the ceiling as if you will find it there. Why do we tilt our head to one side when we are trying to remember where we left our keys? It's a kind of recollection. It's a kind of struggling to remember something. And this kind of thinking is connected to memory. Memory, what you can remember, what you can recollect, and your Pro, the process of you making an attempt to recollect or to remember is a kind of thinking. I'm thinking. You, you, you be like start, you start thinking backwards. Where did I go? Who did I talk to? Where did I drop my key? What has happened to me? Things like that. Worse still, if your phone is lost. That's where you experience this kind of thinking a lot. Where did I keep my phone? Who did I call last? Who called me last? Then you start making recollection. This is a kind of thinking a recollection, a struggle to remember. Then there's the use of the word think, which apply to the act of um, concentrating or simply paying attention to something. You understand? Just like we say, think what you are doing or pay attention to what you are doing. Or somebody will ask, what do you think you are doing? What do you think you are doing? In other words, that thing we are talking about is, have you taken note of what you are doing? Have you focused on what you are doing? Like Quran will say, Afala to the Baruna Quran. Have you not thought deeply about the Quran? Have you not paid attention to the Quran? Or is there something that's actually be clouding their hearts? They cannot think. Afala to the Baruna Quran. Have they not pondered on, on the Quran? If it had been from any other one but Allah, you would have found a lot of discrepancies in the Quran. So, so that tadabur is a kind of deep concentration and focus, deep reflection, deep thinking. And then there's also the use of the word to mean uh, belief, you know, as somebody says, what do you think? Or a, a matter of opinion. I want to ask for your opinion. What do you think about this? That means, what is your conclusion about this thing that I'm doing or that I want you to um, advise me upon? There's also the thinking which the psychologists call 
the autistic thinking or um, something we can describe as daydreaming. Yes, daydreaming. I mentioned something similar to that. I said fantasy when you are daydreaming. Here the thinker is not willfully controlling the direction of the thought, but rather allowing the thought stream to wander around. So this leads to a sort of uncontrolled stream of consciousness. You are daydreaming, you are fantasizing, you are imagining things. Sometimes you imagine things because you allow your thoughts to wander or you imagine things because you allow thoughts to come into your head as it wants. So imagination, fantasy, daydream, you are looking at the future, you are thinking of, of things that could happen or things you wish would happen. That's another kind of thinking. It's a very good thing for a person to have that imagination, sense of imagination or daydreaming. If it is positive, from there a good fresh idea can spring up. If it is negative, then daydreaming can turn to a nightmare, so to speak. Then there's another sort of the imaginative thinking I mentioned that earlier on that we do, which might be described as a kind of fantasy that's anchored in reality. And so we think through some scenario which is possible but not actual. You know, it's like, yes, just, just like they call it daydreaming. You are, you are dreaming, but you are awake. I only don't know whether this happens to you or you happen to it. It happens to you or you happen to it. It comes to you or you go for it. Okay, what, what do you think when somebody just um, gets into your head? Have you experienced before somebody just rent a space in your head, the person sits down and the person refuses to leave? Have you experienced that before? Somebody just entered into your mind and stays there. And you, start, you keep thinking about that person. If you want to think of something, the person's thought will come to your head. Then somebody tell me what uh, can be responsible for that. Love. When you love somebody so much. Anger. Yes, anger can also make somebody sit down in your head and refuse to go. You hate the person, you don't like the person, but the person keeps sitting. Then trauma. Yes, when you are traumatized about something, sometimes grief can make the person to just stay without going away. Some kind of sadness. You have lost somebody, a loved one. You start thinking about them, you start seeing them in your dreams, you start anywhere you look, it's as if you see them. Grieve can do that. Trauma, like you said, can also do that. Either good or bad. Post-divorce trauma for people who experience divorce. They go through that trauma for some time. They want to wash this person off their brains, but he refuses to go. Yes, some other forms of trauma, life experiences we have had can, and that's why I say love can do that too. You will not be able to think of somebody else except that person. I mean, people have experienced that kind of craziness before. Yeah, love is a crazy thing. Lust, L-U-S-T, yes, lust. Yes, can also, you know, make somebody to, you just be thinking and fantasizing and wondering sometimes. And these things will not go away. Please, can you stop somebody from sitting in your head? Or you just call the person and say, hello, salam alaikum. Look, I'm warning you, get out of my head. Stop occupying my thoughts. Stop it. Stop it already. Can you do that? Because look, I don't know why I keep thinking about you. Can you please leave? Please get out. <laughs> yes, your rent has expired. Stop, stop living in my head. Can you shut your head, shut your mind from thinking about somebody? Is it possible? Can you do it? Have you tried it? Sometimes the more you try, the more the person stays. It's like you want to force a cow to sleep. Will you be beating the sleep? Sleep! You'll be beating the cow to sleep? Do you want somebody to exit your head? How are you going to do it? Maybe you call the person and say, please, I beg you in the name of Allah, please be like, you are staying too long in my head. Yeah, Salam. This thought is very nice, very interesting. I wonder what we can do. I wish we can do it. 
that we, you know, we just lock the door and don't allow anybody to sit inside our head. And then there's also the sort of thinking which we call reasoning. Reasoning. This is self-consciously done with a deliberate attempt to control the direction of thought towards some intended end product where some obstacles have to be overcome. So we say you are reasoning something. Yes, you know, as in, are they reasoning the matter? Yeah, I'm, I'm reasoning this thing. You know, this thing just came, and then you now like sit down and you start thinking about it. Then there's the one that's similar to that one. We, you know, we, we say you are being critical or you are doing deep reflection or, yes, or you are trying to be creative by sitting down to think up a problem, problem solving kind of thinking. So this is reflective thought and it is geared towards solving a particular problem. Whatever that is, we call it problem solving, critical thinking, and we simply call it reasoning. You are able to reason about some things. So what is the reason for your existence? What's the reason why you do some things? If you take an action, what's your reason for doing that? Tell me the reason why you said so. Tell me the reason why you decided to do such and such a thing. So that reason is a form of thinking that we have. So generally in Islam, we have two broad types of thinking, the positive one and the negative one. So there has been increased study of thinking generally. And uh, in my own opinion, I think the problems people have when it comes to security, there's cyber security, there's so many other kind of security. And I think what people need to take cognizance of the most nowadays is mental security mental security whatever that means to you it i think it should mean that how do you protect your mind how do you secure your mind from internal to external from external back to the internal what forces work against your mind what are the things with which you feed your mind what are the things, you, you cannot stop your mind from thinking some thoughts, but you may be able to protect your mind from being subjected to certain line of thought. Just like they say, you cannot stop a bird from flying above your head, but you can stop the bird from building a nest in your head. Do you get that just now? You may not stop some thoughts from flying around, but you may be able to edit the kind of things that you subject your mind to or that you feed your mind with. When you feed your mind with positive things, it is possible that your mind will follow that pattern. And when you feed your mind with negative things, it is possible that your mind will go that way. In other words, I am trying to say, the brain doesn't understand positive patterns or negative patterns. As far as the brain is concerned, patterns are patterns. So I think the mind also goes the same way. Your mind cannot tell you, well, your mind cannot decipher or your mind cannot distinguish between this thought should come in or this thought should stay out. Minds just absorb things. You are the one that will use your own tamiz, your own discretion, to see the one that you are going to focus more on so that it can dwell more in your mind and the ones you should find ways of pushing aside or crowding it with better things, crowding your mind with positive things. You have listened to negative things, then you will bring a lot more of positive things that may eventually dispel the negative things that are going on in your head. You get what I mean now? This may be very easy to say, but might be very challenging to talk about, I mean, to, to put to practice. So in, in Islamic sources, positive thinking can be defined as hosnuzon. We cannot just say positive thinking. It encompasses good intentions also. It encompasses good thoughts. It encompasses good action towards Allah towards the universe and towards other human beings. 
When I say universe, some people understand this better than some people do. The universe is very, very broad. It, it encompasses everything Allah has created. And that's why when the Quran says, Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen, praise be to Allah, the Lord of the worlds, in plural. The world of mankind, the world of genes, the world of animals, the world of insects, the world of birds, the world of fishes, the world of world of and world of. The world of things we can see and the world of things we cannot see is a whole universe that we have. And this universe comprises of so many things inside it. And the universe comprises of everything that Allah has created, the verse with which Allah has created all things. The uni, that is one, verse ayah. Universe, one ayah. And the universe is the one ayah with which Allah has created everything. That's kun. Fire kun. Be. And it is. Everything apart from Allah operates within that be, within that kun. So everything we are talking about, you are to have husnuzonni, good thoughts about everything in the universe because there is this deep interconnection between everything you see in the universe. One thing is connected to another thing. You must understand that very well. Your activities and your thoughts are also manifested in many ways that you either know it or you don't know it. In many ways that manifest to you easily or it's very difficult for you to decipher the manifestation. Some of them manifest to you by some synchronicity. Some things will just synchronize and you wonder, oh, that's, how did that happen? It, they look like coincidences. You wonder, how did it happen? And you may not know that there are no coincidences. Everything is pre-planned and pre-arranged by the one who has designed the whole universe itself. It's no coincidence that my male and pale married one another, a.k.a. my mother and father. It's not by coincidence. Maybe they married each other because of me, Allah Akbar. And maybe they married each other to give back to me, and maybe my children came because of me, or... My children are here because of me, or maybe I'm here because of my children. It's just because Allah wanted my children to come. That's why I was given birth to. Okay, if we keep tracing it backward and backward then, then when did your father talk to your mother? Why did she agree? She agreed so that they will get married, so that they will give birth to you. Okay, okay, wait, let's go backwards again. Um, what was your father doing there that your mother was able to see? Um, to see to see him. Then who are those who gave birth to your mother? Who are those who gave birth to your father? Was it by accident? No, it was not by accident. There must be a reason. There must be a plan. And part of the plan may be so that you will still come here and sit down here and listen to what I'm talking about and you are looking at me and wondering what exactly is he talking about? <laughs> yes, I'm just doing that to make you think very wide. And now you see that thoughts can be led. You can lead your thoughts towards a particular direction, or somebody else can lead your thought in another direction, a.k.a. deception, a.k.a. manipulation. Some of us are still alive now, and we are still thinking based on some manipulations that our minds have been turned towards. Some people, it's not just manipulation, some kind of machinations are working in their heads that have been able to shape their thoughts to make them to be or to believe they are who they are, even when they really are not who they think they are. Sometimes we call it brainwash. Some people have been brainwashed to feel, to think, and to believe that they are poor. Some people have been brainwashed to think and to feel and to believe that they are among the downtrodden of the society. So they look at those who are above them as them, and they look at themselves as we. It's a line of thought that some people have. You see how dangerous and how difficult and how deep matters of thinking are. Many people are kings. They think they are paupers. And there are many paupers who realize later that, you do, yes, I can be king too. Thoughts. And how it has been manipulated in our heads. This is why I'm saying everything is interconnected. 
from what you see, from what you look at, from what you observe, from what happens to you, and from what will happen to. There are lines of thought. You remember the Quran in Karun. In all of these are signs for those who can think very deeply. So what happens? You see how people behave. See how people move around. You see how people do foolish things, sometimes stupid things. Why? Because of the way they think. Most of these things are in their heads. And let me tell you these things I always like talking about. What do you say? A butterfly that thinks it's a bird. Look at the way he will be behaving. What do you think about, about a snake that thinks it's a worm? Now wrangling and wrangling in the mud. What are you going to say about that snake? It's crazy. This snake is crazy. A snake that's supposed to be feared with, by people with those fangs, fangs and venom. And that snake thinks it's a worm. So it will now be, you know, wrangling in the mud. And there are so many human beings like that. Imagine a crocodile, a super croc, that thinks it's a lizard. He will not be struggling to climb walls like ordinary lizard. And then you wonder, what is wrong with this one? What, what, why is he behaving like this? He's behaving like that because of the brain, because of the thought process. Somebody told that crocodile that you are a miserable, useless lizard, useless, good for nothing. And the, the, the crocodile believes it. He thinks, truly, yes, I'm a, I'm a lizard now. This is where I'm supposed to be. Allah Akbar. Oh, Yazul Jalal. That one is su uzanni. That's negative thoughts. Hosnu zonni is when you are a crocodile and you know you are actually a crocodile and you behave like a super croc. Let people fear you with your teeth and terror. If that's who you are, think straight about who you are and respect yourself. If you're a crocodile, stay where crocodilians are. Thrive there, succeed there, and excel there. Like Rumi used to say, bloom where you are planted. Bloom where you are planted. The thoughts that go on in people's minds, there are many examples I would have wanted to give you, but I just want you to um, take it home to yourself, in, as in reflect within yourself, and start to ask some questions that, look, am I really who I think I am? Or is this who I am supposed to be? Who told me that this is who I am? And we started learning to follow what people put into our heads from the day we were named, from our naming ceremony. How old were you when you knew that that's your name is your name? How old were you when you knew that your name is Muhammad? How old were you? Two years? Three years? Two years, perhaps. But they called your name and then you like look back, you'll be like, what are they talking about? Then you see that they were referring to yours. They wanted to give you something. They call your name, you look back and then they say it's, it's yours. Then you, you, you grew to begin to talk, yes, that should be my name. Do you like the name or not? How <laughs> many of you would like to do change of name? <laughs> Somebody gave you that name and some aspects of your thought process have designed who you have become now. You want me to break it down to you so that some of you who like to feel bad can feel very bad right now. Right now. Yes. <laughs> Most of the things that you think are your own thoughts now are not really yours. These are the thoughts of some other people that they placed in your head. And like your brain, very loyal to you, absorbed whatever thing has been brought in, your brain absorbs it and it begins to become your own thoughts, your own line of thinking. Sometimes, you know, you cannot wrap your head around it. I'm just trying to make a point 
that many of us who have lived and grown up with su uzani negative thoughts it is still part of our lives up to now it is so limiting sometimes they make you feel that you are not as good as others they make you feel that no you are not supposed to be in this form they make it to be that this is your own identity this is where you must be they make it be that they even open the gate they open the gate of your prison and you cannot go out because you feel that is where you belong you are just like a frog in the well that is all you know about the world do you know that a bird that was that was hatched in the cage always think that flying around is a waste of time do you know that a fish that was hatched in a goldfish tank always think that is everything about the oceans in the world do you think or do you not know that the place that you are placed when you were born in some ways have made you to think that that's all there is in life so sometimes you don't miss what you never experienced you don't miss what you never had you don't feel bad that you lack something because you never had it in the first place the lineup of thoughts of people affect the whole generation of the kind of human beings they gather together in other words positive thoughts can determine our lives positive thoughts can determine our destiny positive thoughts can alter our path in life in fact can alter it in a very positive way so islam is considered as a way that incorporates every aspect of life including happiness and mental health through thought and action through thought and the way you think the quran is concerned about it and that's why on the peripheral level islam doesn't even want you to eat or ingest anything that can affect your line of thinking negatively and for you to be disciplined and learn how to harness your thoughts we have been encouraged to take to the side of khushuo when we're in salat and this is a battle for every muslim every time you make salat things that never came to your mind before once you say allah akbar then you'll be like i want to go to the market I, i need to cook something i need to iron my clothes i need to go to the office i need to pick my call there are some text messages i need to res- i need to respond to some people just send likes to me on facebook there are some things i need to advertise on instagram i want to see who has dm me you start thinking and thinking and then you wonder have i finished third rakat or sixth rakat allah akbar and that is why husnu zanni good thought is part of worship as far as islam is concerned allah akbar there are many foundations of this husnu zanni in the quran positive thought in the quran and there are so many verses in the quran that talk about all of these things for example allah says if kan aliyatan dun allah turidun fama zannukum bi rabbil alamin allah akbar how do you think about allah allah says is it it is a falsehood gods other than allah that you desire then what do you think about allah the lord of all that exists What do you think about Allah the Lord of the universe? Fama zannukum bi rabbil alamin. What do you think about Allah? Then the Quran another place says chapter 41 verse 23 Allah says wa zalikum zannukum alladhi zannantum bi rabbikum aridakum fa asbahtum min al-khasirin and that thought of yours which you thought about your lord has brought you destruction. Your your negative thought about Allah ذلكم ظنكم الذي ظننتم بربكم that your negative thought that you thought about almighty allah اريدكم has brought destruction to you fast بحتم للخاسرين and you have become of those who have lost utterly lost meaning that what you think about almighty allah can affect the way you look at the universe can affect the way you do things and if you think negatively about Allah you bring destruction to yourself Allahu akbar 
And similarly, Allah says, وَيُعَذِّبَ الْمُنَافِكِينَ وَالْمُنَافِقَاتِ وَالْمُشْرِكِينَ وَالْمُشْرِكَاتِ ظَنِّينَ بِاللَّهِ ظَنَّ الزَّوْ And Allah may punish the hypocrites. This is the problem now. When you have negative thought about Allah, you become a hypocrite. The Allah may punish the hypocrites, men and women, and also the idolaters, men and women, who think evil thoughts about Allah. And Allah becomes annoyed with them. Allah Akbar. Wait, let me ask you, honestly, what do you think about Allah? How do you see Allah? Some of us will see Allah like ATM. When you are broke, you cry to him to give you money. Some of us will look at Allah as doctor. When you are sick, you ask Allah to cure you. What do you take Allah for? Some of us, is the way we look at Allah that has determined where we are now. Let us learn, let us understand, because there's this verse of the Quran that I have held in my hand, and I don't want you to forget. The Quran chapter 32, verse 7, Allah says, Alladhi ahsana kulla shayin It is Allah who has made to be excellent everything he has created. In other words, everything Allah has made, Allah has made it to be excellent. Now, if you are not getting excellence, it means possibly you don't know where the excellence is or you don't know how to get it or some people didn't tell you how you can get it. Or maybe you are not thinking about how to get it. Then, what is your own thinking towards people around you? Allah says, don't do negative thoughts about people. Oh, you people, avoid much of evil thought of suspicion. Negative thought of suspicion towards people. Because part, some part of the suspicion is sinful. Because most part of it, or some part of it, is, is, is lie. And that's why the Prophet said, as Malik recorded that Abu Huraira, May I be pleased with him, said, the messenger of Allah said, Ijaakum wazon, be very cautious of suspicion. Fa'inna zonna akdabul hadith, because the worst of false tales is suspicion. Wala tajassasu, do not spy against each other. Wala tahassasu, do not look for each other's faults. Wala tanafasu, don't be jealous of one another. Don't be envious of one another. Don't hate one another. And do not desert each other. Don't shun each other. You should all be servants of Allah as brothers. These are negative thoughts about each other that the Prophet had summarized in this, in, in, in this way. And then when it comes to a husband and wife in the house, you should have positive thought towards each other. Allah says, Quran chapter 24, verse 32. That marry those amongst you who are single and the pious of your servants and maid servants. If they are poor, Allah will enrich them out of his bounty. You know, if you are looking at the negative side of it, these people don't have anything. Allah says, look at the positive thing. I'm going to enrich them by myself. In other words, in fact, sometimes marriages are meant to be enriching for people. Marriages are meant to make your life to be better. If two heads can come together with truthfulness and with goodness and knowledge, possibly Allah is going to turn their lives around for better for them. Allah Akbar. And there are so many other hadith like that, that... Uh, the prophet mentioned so that we know that we should look at positive things in each other as husband and wife. Allah Akbar. The Prophet for example, said, No believing man should hate his believing wife. Even if he dislikes a part of her conduct, he will surely like another. If you focus on the negative thing, you will see a lot of neg negative things. If you focus on the positive side, you will see something positive. Nobody is 100% evil. And nobody is 100% perfect. Look at this this way or look at it that way. So that the negative thing will not destroy you. Because I think sometimes it's even easier to find negative things than to see positive things. 
Yes, because of our mindset, because of what we are. Honestly, you find what you are looking for. Anywhere you are, whatever you focus on is what you find. May Allah save us. I'm not saying there are no realities of some really vile, evil, malicious people, you know. But we know that somehow, maybe you are the one that was not looking well enough. And if you are seeing what is very bad for you, then go ahead and look for something else that's better than that. It's better for you than to think there are no good women in this world again. All right. Now, finally, now, positive thoughts towards yourself. We have mentioned a whole lot of this, and that is where we started from. What do you think about yourself? Who exactly do you think you are? Positive thinking is a source of happiness if you can try. The strength and influence of positive thinking relies on overcoming the obstacles that make it difficult for you to see the positive aspects of your life. Let everybody try to look at the positive thing that can make them to be happy. Let everybody try to begin to train themselves to think about positive things. If possible, try to fast on bad news. As in keep away from bad news. Keep away from bad literature. Keep away from bad associates around you that will not tell you anything apart from what will make you to be sad, dejected. You may not 100% monitor your thoughts or your thinking, but once in a while, pay attention. Why do I always think like this? Sometimes our thoughts are self-sabotaging. You want to do something and somewhere in the corner of my mind, your mind will be like, no, this thing cannot work. No, it can't really work. Somewhere in the corner of your heart, you already know it can't work. I'm just thinking it. It can't work. Please, if that's how you always think, begin to caution yourself. And whenever the thought comes from Shaitan, in the form of Nazgo, do Awudu be lying in a Shaitan regime. Awudu be lying in a Shaitan regime. Awudu be lying in a Shaitan regime. And in whatever thing you want to do, always begin with Bismillah Rahman Rahim. Bismillah Rahman Rahim. So that, that can clear the path for positivity in your life. You do away with the negative part of it, and then you open your mind towards what is positive. Knowledge is another thing that can help us to be positive. Associating with good people can help us to know what is positive. Seeking opinion of others that are more positively inclined than us can also influence us towards positivity in the way we think, in the way we relate, and the way we do things. If you are someone who always have bad dreams every time, I need you to examine your environment, examine what is happening to you and where you stay, where you live. If you live in a dustbin, you are going to be thinking about trash. You didn't come to this world by yourself. Allah brought you here. And there must be very serious reason why he brought you here. The question you ask yourself finally is, what was Allah thinking when he created me? What was Allah thinking? when he brought me to this world. What is God's mind? What is Allah's intention for bringing me here? If that is what you find time to study, you are going to be surprised at to the beautiful reason why you are here and you'll be more focused on these things and the purposes for which Allah has created you. May Allah make it easy for all of us and continue to guide us to write Islam. Alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Oh,